This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 5 pm. This is Pulse 95 with Yala Home. Yala Home. Yala Home. And it's go for a big pass completely live through till 8 o'clock. And it's always a lovely show when we have a guest with us. The energy is particularly fantastic tonight because we are joined by Ahmed Hamad. I hope I'm saying that correctly because that, that was the discussion just now between uh, Hass and, uh, and Ahmed, who's just arrived um, from the UK currently, but Sudanese, born in Saudi, got all these amazing things going on and a true performer from the West End. Welcome to Yalla Home. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, amazing. Very happy to be here. Thanks yeah. for having me. First thing we need to talk about yeah. is the accent. I jumped yeah. on you straight away and went, well, you sound London. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, so you were born in Saudi, but... Yes, I was born in Saudi, um, and then we moved to England when I was about eight months old. Lovely. Uh, and my parents are of Sudanese descent, so yeah, nice mix, but the English accent has come through. It's very prominent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean it's... Uh, uh, I would love to know, how did you get into, obviously, uh, you know... Performing. Performing. Um, I heard. I heard you sing as well, which is amazing, of course, and like all, all, all that stuff. How'd you get into it? What, what sparked it? Did it, did it cross your way, or you pursued it? I feel like it was a bit of both. Um, mm. I kind of came. I came through it through um, music. So mm. I was playing piano. I was singing in a band. Uh, this was in like primary school, secondary school, and the drama teacher said, "Do you want to audition for one of the school shows?" Oh. And I said, um, I, "I don't really." act or dance so I'm not really sure and there were two shows there was a show called Return to the Forbidden Planet and mm. one called Little Shop of Horrors yes and she said for Little Shop of Horrors you could be um, if you auditioned for the plant you would be uh, in the band pit holding your script and just like voicing the plant so I was like <laughs> that sounds good to how me how old were you? Yeah. Uh, oh how old was I probably about 14 okay 13, okay. 14 okay. Uh, and then just fell in love with musical theatre and acting and everything from there so yeah it started there uh, did some theatre outside of school yeah um did my A-levels, had to like kind of keep my parents happy with like maths, biology, chemistry. Especially Arab parents, yeah. you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And then, Sudanese um, as well, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oh really? <laughs> That's amazing. Piling yeah. it on. And okay. then yeah, took a year out, auditioned for drama schools and graduated uh, Art said in 2019. Got my first class in musical theatre. Yeah. So the bit that I, I heard from very reliable source, Dr. Andrew Lee, if I yes. say Andrew Lee without the doctor, he has a hissy fit and sends me messages. <laughs> Dr. Andrew Lee from Mark said, he said, you have not stopped working since you came out of drama school. <laughs> now that's the headline as far as I'm concerned because that is virtually the impossible. That's like the 0.5% of performing arts students coming out of drama school. How? What is your secret? What happened? Apart from being incredible, obviously. Oh, I, I think I've just, I've been super fortunate. Right time, right place. Um, I have oh, the most incredible agent, um, Amy O'Neill at Thrive Talent. She's always fought for me. It's been fantastic. Wow. Yeah, just kind of uh, everything's fallen in the right place. I graduated and uh, went into a musical called Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat mm. as yeah. a swing. So that was my first job at the London Palladium. And then it just lined up perfectly with a new musical that the Royal Shakespeare Company were doing. Um, and then I was really fortunate to work through lockdown as well, doing different bits of voice work, different bits of streamed musicals. So yeah, I've, been, I've just been really fortunate that everything's kind of uh, fell in my lap and I've been able to take it and no, I think it definitely right. yeah it's not fall in the lap you know I, I think know you've that's got to be uh, talented. You know, that, yeah yeah that's humbleness but I think yeah. I, I hear a lot of passion you, you love what you do uh, and if you love what you do it, it's not work so yeah. um, it's, it's more of like you know it's amazing that you're making money off of that <laughs> which I wanted to ask you like maybe what are some of the uh, early on like the, the challenges you faced um, you know 
because we, we all face challenges, obviously. But what are, what are some of the challenges you faced? Uh, and, and at any point, did you think that this is not for me? Or like, you know, did you have self-doubt? I think because because of how much I fought to to do this career, anytime I got those those doubts, I would really have to fight to get rid of them. Yeah. I think lockdown was a tough time for everyone, especially Fact, the industry. Yeah. It was just like, it Horrible, was yeah. decimated by the industry. So that was a big time where I think a lot of people left the industry. A lot of people thought... Um, I can't do this. We're not being supported by our government. Mm. That kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of Instagram lives. Yeah, absolutely. There was, <laughs> yeah. There was so much of that. And um, yeah, lockdown was, I think, the time where I was like, oh God, is the industry going to recover? If it recovers, how will that industry look? There was mm. so much during lockdown, uh, not only with the Me Too movement, with Black Lives Matter, all mm. of that kind of stuff. I was like, is this an industry that I want to go back into? And yeah. that kind of thing. And So many questions. Yeah. And I'm happy. I'm happy I did. Um but stuck yeah, it it's still, it's still, it's still got a lot, lot of the uh, way to go. But, um, but no, I'm happy I've stuck it out, and I'm happy I'm kind of being that African Arab person that can also inspire younger mm. people because it's not a, it's not a well-known career for us. It's not really accepted yeah. even. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? Do you think that that helps? Because I know that you speak Arabic, and I know that you're able to use that in voiceovers and things. You sort of are able to do a bit of both. Do you think that that gives you benefits in terms of? it makes you actually a bit more interesting than another 50 actors that may look the same. I think so, possibly, yeah. It's it's an interesting USP to have. It's it's um it, I've been using Arabic in a professional setting only a few times and right. when it has when I have been able to use it, it's been yeah, it's made me kind of stand out a bit more. Yeah. Um and I think specifically whilst I'm whilst I've been in the UAE, um I've been working in a couple of schools working on like Arabic theatre workshops and that kind of stuff. Wow. And them also they kind of look at me like, what? Like, you're actually living <laughs> and making a career out of this? How does that yeah. work? So it's right. it's really nice to kind of remove that stigma specifically from this region and get mm. people to understand that it is possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. Um, we're going to be right back continuing the discussion, of course, with uh, Ahmed Hamid. If you have any any questions, you guys, 4215. Ahmed, I'm going to play you a song by a Sudanese singer. Her name is Raida. Uh, this is a song called Morning Blue. Uh, she's Sudanese-Dutch. But yeah, uh, hopefully, let me know what you guys, what, what you think. We're going to be right back. Keep it locked. Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Live. We've got a wonderful guest with us, Ahmed Hamid. Uh, I'm looking at everyone for Hamid, 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 Hamid. So you see, that's not an A for me. So I have to think a bit uh, frene- phonetically. Yeah. Yeah, um, okay. Obviously, uh, talking to performers is just wonderful, and you and you're here because you are teaching children in the UAE about um, the the amazing thing that you have, your craft. Um, you've been in the West End Theatre a ridiculous amount of time, so we're <laughs> going to get into that. And of course, it's Dr. Andrew Lee, who's a friend of the show, that has uh, has brought you here. It's lovely because I always get the first call, and he's like, "Okay, this is a good one." Anna. And I, yeah, and and that was that was what happened with you. Talk to us. Um, you you talked about going into Joseph straight from drama school. Incredible. Um, tell me about the moment when you found out that that was possible. Did you go for an audition? Did they come to the school to see you? What what happened from drama school to Joseph at at the Palladium, by the way, Has, which wow. is the, one of the biggest, if not mm. the biggest, London yeah. stage. I mean, incredible. Oh, it was mad. Yeah, so they initially um, came to the school to do like a general audition. Oh, did they? And then um, after that, all the recalls were external. And... Um, 
it was interesting because it was all of us from the same school, all graduating year, all auditioning. So we kind of didn't really know how the audition process was going to be, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And in the end, five people from my year group uh, got it. One of them being wow. one of my best mates, uh, James Buchanan. So we both ended up doing our first job together and we were like best pals. So yeah, when I found out, it oh, was amazing. insane. I think I was just leaving um, leaving Artsed where I trained. I was just just leaving, got the phone call. Yeah. Um, from the head of the school at the time. So he said we had to go in and speak to him. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a yes or a no. Mm. Yep. And he told me and I was literally just like, oh my goodness. Mad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, That's amazing. Yeah. It was, um, it was insane. It was just such a, I just didn't really believe it. Yeah. Know? I gotta, I gotta uh, go back a little bit because um, the story is amazing. You fell in love with, 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 with performing and you did that. But I want to, uh, as, as a Sudanese as well, what role did the did the parents play mm. in all of this? Because you know, like you said earlier, like, I want you to be a doctor, mohandis, engineer, all that. This mm. has always been the case. In your case, obviously, you wanted to go a different route. Mm. How supportive or not supportive? Yeah, how 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 did they take that? And what's their role in in Ahmed Hamid? Well, so I'm I'm the youngest of four. Um, my oldest sister is about ten years older than me. Oh, she uh, works in like hematology lab in in yeah. England. Wow. My brother, uh, my brother actually lives in Dubai. Mm. Oh. Uh, he he lives in uh, he's started in the UAE, but he's now moved to Dubai. And he okay. is um, he works for a law firm, like doing like computer tech. Wow. Wow. Um, so your parents are happy at this point. <laughs> They've yeah. got two out of two. Yeah. And All my right. third sister also lives in Dubai. No way. Um, yeah. She is. Um, she is works in like mortgage advising that kind of stuff and mm. currently is working with a few different like uh, businesses and stuff it's all okay. interesting and then yeah, yeah you've got jazz hands at the end of the yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I think if if they hadn't been in the UK for like 10 plus ish years yeah. then they wouldn't have had such a liberal outlook I don't think if I was mm. the oldest yeah. I wouldn't be doing what I was doing so right. I think the fact that they'd lived there for a long time helped. Yeah. Uh, but also, they'd say to me, "We're not gonna. We don't. We're not those kind of parents that want to force you to do a specific career or something. We mm. just don't want to like worry about you in our I, old age." Kind exactly. Of thing. Yeah. And Mum was instantly on board. Mum was like, mm. "Whatever you want to do, absolutely on board." But his oh. dad, that was like, "I just want you to be stable. So yeah. If this is if you can do it." then absolutely. So when I started getting recalls from drama yeah. school auditions and stuff, he was like, okay, let's yeah. start. This is yeah. I remember, uh, wow. and, and it's amazing that you say that because it's always been the case. I, I talk to a lot of rappers and producers, also the same thing. Like, the parents, are, it's not about that they're anti this, it's just they're worried. Because in our region, we don't have really an income for that. Um, it's not something that people can like. I want to become like an actor and become and make money and live. Parents want you to, to make a living, you know, yeah, eventually have a life, and and that's what they were. So, I, I really understand that. But shout out to them because yeah. coming from Saudi Arabia, I've seen my share of parents forcing their kids to be out of a situation, um, and then obviously destroying their dreams. Hence, the kid goes into depression afterwards because they're not doing what they like. Um, so yeah, they're my biggest fans. Yeah, yeah. So life of them, uh, God bless them, and it's just really amazing to to see that. So shout out to uh, Khalu Khala. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to Abdul Qayyum and Shadia. Oh, shout out to Abdul and Shadia. Yeah. Oh, beautiful, beautiful, amazing, cool. This is such a meeting of worlds. It's so amazing because normally it's just Hass and I in that kind of meeting of worlds, and Hass will teach me, try and teach me Arabic, and I and I teach him expressions from the UK like topsy turvy and things like. And he's like yeah. topsy what? <laughs> you know. So yeah. we always uh, we always have that. Um, okay, some of these musicals that, that I know you've been in, when I saw RSC as well, I went, 
and that is the Royal Shakespeare Company house. It so is, yeah. wow. how is that? That was that's amazing. Not yeah. a small thing. And it was it was a brand new musical um, being produced by the RSC. And the last musical they produced that was brand new was Matilda. And we know yes. how huge that was. So yes. It was really cool. It was The Boy in the Dress, which is a book by uh, David Walliams. Yes. And uh, Robbie Williams and Guy Chambers wrote the music. So it was a massive collaboration of so many like I mean, different hello. Uh, worlds. Wow. Yeah, that was really good. That took us right up until lockdown and then lockdown here. So we managed to finish our run, which is great. Um, and yeah, most recently I've just finished in a musical called Standing at the Sky's Edge, right. which um, wow. did a short run at the Sheffield Crucible and then moved to the National Theatre, <gasps> which has been like, that's like no. the dream of all this dreams. This is the Holy Grail. I remember saying to my agent, yeah. like, my big goals are like, and I was like, this is just this is just me like absolutely spitballing. Doesn't This, this okay. probably won't ever happen, but <laughs> the RSC and um, the National, National Theatre yeah. are like everyone's dreams. The National Theatre used so well. Is, it, it was is this the one? I'm not sure. This is the boy in the dress, yeah. Makes sense. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 This was like the big number where, yeah. Pure yeah. magic, they call me it. <laughs> uh, a wonderfully warm-hearted show. Uh, just trying to voice that out right here. A sure hit. That's the one. <laughs> so if Robbie Williams wrote the music, yeah. did you meet Robbie Williams? We did indeed, yeah. This is amazing. So his writing partner who wrote pretty much all of his Everything, songs like Guy, Angels yeah. all that kind of stuff Guy Chambers he was in rehearsals with us for quite a long time right. whereas Robbie kind of dipped in and out maybe mm. the first week last week press night yeah. right so yeah. Uh, is he on speed down in the phone I mean Absolutely can you call not. him up and <laughs> I'm Yo, afraid Robbie, not. how you doing oh. <laughs> I'd what? love to say I could yeah. I know, what, what, what sort of music does it, um, have a role in your life like when you're just chilling what, mm. what songs music do you vibe to I think because music is where this all started, I have such an eclectic taste. I love so many different styles. I'd say my favorite style is like uh, a jazzy kind of funk style. Mm. I love um, just classic Bruno Mars. I love yeah. Wolfpack. I love um, Gregory Porter. Kind of yes. like a mixture wow. between like jazz and um, yeah. and funk. Yeah, like Jamiroquai. If I was born, Jamiroquai. I would yes. I would have loved that Jamiroquai. I, but I gotta ask you, given, well. given the fact that you're from the UK, there's the, the drill scene right now. Like obviously right. the grime. Are yeah, you? Yeah. What do you think of that? Do you listen to that? Do you connect with you that at what? all whatsoever? I I won't actively go. Oh, I'm gonna listen to this. But yeah. If it's on, I'll enjoy it. I I, I don't really hate any music styles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, country. Uh, I, I just gotta, so, okay, I gotta so bring I that. I gotta I bring that up because so, okay, uh, no. so I don't hate country. <laughs> yeah. I can appreciate that it's I what you, some people yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna turn on. But also, nah, we just... have a diluted. Like, I feel like in the UK, there's yeah. a very like diluted version of country. Where like, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, trying to put you on the spot because I know she's a fan of country. I, no, you uh, see, I like a bit of country. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. so much of country that moves into pop, um, yeah. and so many artists that have done the crossover now. So yeah, I, I think that it's not like we're all you know dancing around the tree with a hat on. I think that nowadays it's much more. Uh, the genres are all mixed. Yeah, I feel like if you ask someone, our oh, name a country artist, like a young person, they'd be like, I don't know, like mm. Taylor Swift, Shania Twain, which are all just kind of can mm. be watered down yeah. through pop, as you say. Yeah. Pop stuff. Okay. And Gregory Porter's just been here, actually. I went to see him. Oh, um, I love him. I, did. I need to see him. He was amazing. <laughs> he literally was effortless. He just opened his mouth and this incredible noise came out. Yeah, it's incredible. It was, it it's was truly wonderful. Truly amazing. We're going to take a very short break. Afterwards, uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll have Ahmed sing. I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, we'll, yes, we'll <laughs> he doesn't know this yet. He <laughs> <laughs> He's got no well, idea. Like, we, we, we just wanted to take a shot of the, of the, of the, of the, of the shocking <laughs> face. <laughs> we will be right back, you guys. If you have any questions, please head us up 4215 and add us at Pulse95Radio. Let's go. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. Nice having you with us. Anna Schofield, Big House, not alone today. We have 
Ahmed Hamid here. Ahmed Hamid. Is there any chance that I got that right? I yet? think it's pretty good. Ahmed yeah. Hamid is close. No, 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 so no need to stress on it. It's Hamid. 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 Not Hamid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Hamid. Yeah. Is that, is we're that gonna, right? We're okay. going to take you to Sudan, Anna. You know, this is mm-hmm. where, where, where it's all started. We definitely. <laughs> yes. Uh, Let's do a live tour. Yalla home. Yeah, in for the sure. Sudan. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. Um, I got to ask you quickly about, obviously, uh, you know, coming in from Sudan. Um, in what is it a responsibility as well to reflect, obviously, you know, uh, your, 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 your heritage in the way and what you do? And... I don't know. Do you have any any plans in the in in the future to to you know um, to see maybe the the performance in in the scene in Sudan you know and all that stuff? Because because mm. let me tell you, there's a lot of amazing art coming out of Sudan, mm. specifically music. Yeah, I've been on record before, and you know like there's a a big surge of um, independent uh, singers and songwriters right now coming out, and Sudan is really like, I swear like just really. I'm not kidding. Like seriously, you know, Colors, Color Studio. Like, a, no, it's a it's a famous, famous, famous um, kind of uh, YouTube show, and they keep getting artists from Sudan because it's like a, it's very, very uh, authentic and and real what they what they rap or sing about. Mm. So the question is, do you see yourself, for example, doing something for Sudan or like representing Sudan in any of the work that you do? I'd love to. As you say, so many up and coming artists from Sudan. It's not really. The music side of it isn't something that I'm uh, that involved in, but mm. I'd love to be more involved in it. Charlotte. Because yeah. at the end of the day, yeah, I'm acting, I'm singing, I'm dancing, but the the, the, the music part of it makes up so much of musical theatre. Does that make sense? Amazing. Um, yeah. And especially with everything going on in Sudan at the moment, I know yeah. a lot of other Sudanese actors that want to put something together to raise money. And, Amazing. And, and I think, yeah, when Sudan's back on its feet, even maybe taking something there and introducing them to the culture yes. as well, rather How than... Incredible. Um, yeah, bring it here. Because there was one thing about Sudan that's really like they really show support. Mm. The Sudanese community in the UE, for example, if if you just put like this guy's from Sudan, they would show up. <laughs> it's better than any community over here, to be honest. Like yeah. they just come in. He's Sudanese. I'm going. <laughs> what he's doing? I don't know. I'm just going. He's Sudanese. Yeah, right. yeah. And and this is why it's amazing. So um, yeah, thank you for saying that. I think it's really. Um, um, amazing so can't wait yeah i think even whenever you see a sudanese person in any country like it's mm. instant like just brotherhood like yeah ah. in, in the schools i've been teaching at in the uae uh if one of the students is from sudan they'll run up to me oh holy my brother and like, high five me and stuff. there is like, definitely it's, that it's uh, such you know, a camaraderie as, as a sa- yeah as a saudi i don't know why i don't I, again you know i keep saying i'm half sudanese it feels <laughs> just the, across the sea right yeah <laughs> and it is it's, it's, it's like really incredible so um shout out to all the brothers and sisters in sudan who um you know and just really um, amazing to see the, the the art and the music that's coming out of them. Let's talk about what you're doing here. Um, ultimately, you are. I mean, you've got this wonderful back catalogue. You've got this tiny window where you're currently not on a stage, <laughs> cavorting around. Although you are on in auditions for things that are so exciting that we are literally busting to tell everyone about, and we are not allowed. <laughs> Even has got a no, and I've never known that. <laughs> so uh, we, we will be shouting about you depending on what happens. But you're here in the UAE. You're you're going into schools. It's you know Dr. Andrew Lee doing what he does best. Arts Ed bringing performers over. Tell us how that is it's amazing i adore working with um with students i think that particularly in the uae and being able to marry um the arabic kind of side of theater yeah. with the performance what we're currently working on is stories from arabian nights because obviously everyone knows aladdin but they don't know the lesser known ones and, right. and for instance we were working on some today that were like set in egypt and stuff and wow i just think that like regardless of how they embrace the arts or whatever we're teaching students confidence creativity collaboration and and compassion and 
those are those are all such human qualities and like I said regardless if they say oh I want to be an actor I want to work in the industry in some sort like where we're making the next lawyers doctors engineers mm. have more more of those human qualities more of that empathy and, it's life. and I think and it's life absolutely as you say it's nice life skills, and, yeah. and it's how people work in companies together it's yeah it's funny because um and I've spoken to um Dr Andrew Lee about this uh, a few times actually because at corporate um entities and corporate bodies are now recognizing the importance of the kind of training you get when you go into performing arts whether it's um, regulating your nerves or whether it's just public speaking or having the confidence to actually attempt public speaking there's there's just some of the small things because the higher up the corporate ladder you get the more you have to speak to an audience anyway right yeah, yeah. absolutely and so i know that and and i know there's lots of statistics about it now i know that the royal family in the uk actually hire drama teachers i've spoken to one of them not i wasn't allowed to say it on air but um he did come in we did an interview with him and off air he he said i go in and I speak to Prince George once a week. Um, and they're teaching the, the youngsters because all of their life is going to be, yeah. you know, on stage, uh, on the world stage. That's crazy. Yeah, it's so amazing. I just think working with Arts International is so great. Not only, as you say, filling in the gaps of when I'm not um, performing, but yeah, just inspiring the next generation. So yeah, always, always all the gratitude to Dr. Andrew Lee and Amy Jessup and Paul Spicer and everyone in that company that, yeah. that, um, that is inspiring the next generation. All friends of the show. Yeah. yeah. I, I know I know that you said you've been working on something and inshallah it happens for you, but up till till that, till, till today, what would you say is the, uh, the, the, the moment that the most celebrated, like between you and yourself, like this is where like, mama, I made it. You know, like this is where... <laughs> You know, obviously, you're very proud of everything that you've done, but I'm sure there's one moment that you'd like to highlight. Oh, I think it. I think it will probably be the the press night of standing at the sky's edge at the National Theatre. Yeah, yeah, being there on the South Bank. Yeah, um, and also actually uh, linked to that, the Olivier Awards because we were at the. Um, wow. We performed at the Olivier Awards and we won mm. Best New Musical. Oh. And I think the reason why that was a massive moment for me is that. Before drama school, I'd never never really danced before. Mm. And um, on Standing at the Sky's Edge, I was the dance captain, which means I looked after the choreography. I worked with the choreographer and the associate choreographer um, and the associate director and basically kept the show mm. running. If someone was ill, I'd work out who goes where, who does what. So it just having the recognition that we were nominated for Best Choreography and won Best New Musical for me was like, yeah, that, it made me. me so happy. That's a big deal. I, I got to follow up on that. Um, a lot of the people I know, um, you know, artists, rappers, some of them stutter, but then when they rap or sing, it's, the stutter goes. Mm. My question to you is, how do you deal with anxiety? Uh, and, and, you know, like there are people that deal with, with, with art differently. There are people that get really nervous or not. Um, it's part of the whole thing. How does Ahmed deal with all of that? Because I'm sure it's nerve-wracking. Yeah, it's so nerve-wracking. <laughs> I think that... When I'm like, when I'm being myself, like for instance now, I'm probably more nervous than more oh, of the times when I'm on no. stage. I I promise you, because <laughs> whenever I'm on stage, it's a it's a character, it's someone else completely different. Mm. Even if they're similar to me, I can go cool. Okay, the costumes on, yeah. the mics. I know I'm aware of everything else, and I'm just a different person. But um, when the character's close to me, that's when I feel a bit more like vulnerable. Okay, but of course, when like when like my family's in, or like my partner, or mm. like anything like that, that's when I'm like. 
oh god like you, you, you're really thinking about um, yeah you're thinking yeah. what they they're think. watching me yeah yes. I'm then thinking do they know that I just did that can they think yeah, yeah, that yeah, I just yeah. thought did they see that, that yeah, yeah. and do you uh, did I look at them I shouldn't look at them <laughs> that kind of thing did yeah. you ever, have you ever overthought it because oh, we, we've had this discussion before yeah. haven't we if you're suddenly aware that someone's listening and then suddenly you trip up or you yeah you mess it. up the whole thing I think, yeah. absolutely yeah. like I'm, so I'm not a particular uh, a, a particularly big Tom Hanks fan but there was one show uh, halfway through the run where someone went mm. oh, I've just seen Tom Hanks uh, on this row so then for the rest of the show everyone was obviously like <laughs> trying to find him and we saw him for the rest of the show was like why am I second guessing everything I'm doing yes. I don't like I'm, no, I'm nervous just because this guy's in he's just like every <laughs> other one. yeah I think that's the thing I just have to think everyone in the audience is just a person mm. their opinion doesn't matter anymore yeah. so um, at the end of the day it's just a sea of faces I don't need to go oh god I'm stressing but that's more yeah. the more that you perform you get used to that absolutely do you remember yeah. the first time you got on stage the first time ever first time ever uh, like let's say musical? professionally yeah Profes- uh, professionally professionally uh, yeah absolutely it you remember it like vividly? it was it was joseph um yeah. as i said i was a swing so i wasn't i was in my dressing room every day okay. i only performed if someone was ill or injured oh wow um and i knew like okay. eight or eight or nine different tracks so um my best friend from home his name's tom gordon he just happened to be there that night he was like oh bro i'm coming to london on friday uh, I was like, oh, mate, come see Joseph. I won't be on, but come see. And then I called him in the morning. I said, Tom, uh, I'm on. So having him in the audience calmed me down so really? much. Amazing. But, you see but, a familiar but, face. But, I, but yeah, just thinking about that day, it was a blur. And then my parents came the following afternoon because they could make it. So yeah, I remember that weekend so vividly. It was like... It was mad. Not only was I stressed about going on, but yeah. also I was like, where do I stand? What do I do? That kind of stuff. Yeah, that was mad. I've got a question. Mm. Um, talking about your parents, one of the lovely things about, um, I'm sure, succeeding like you have done, I mean, you know, coming out of drama school, going straight into a musical and then just having this lovely um, sort of rhythm to your career. Um, which was the moment that you were most proud of when you called them and said, I've got you tickets for my new show, Dot? I know exactly what that is. So I did a show called uh, Rumi, the musical, okay. and it wow. was about uh, the poet uh, Jalaluddin Muhammad Rumi. What? So yeah, yeah, really? there was a musical about yeah. his life. Um, when when okay. did you do that? Uh, I did it in November 2021. Oh wow! Say. Yeah, so you know you that's like a like that's a really legendary, dust, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. golden, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I remember that's when I called my parents. I didn't have to explain the show. I yeah, didn't of have to explain this. Mum was like, <laughs> "We learned about him in school." Like, yeah, right. whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was that was amazing. And that was actually the first show in London ever where the entire cast was of Middle Eastern, North African, or South Asian heritage. Mm. So Incredible. it was just a very special milestone overall. And we did a couple of nights at the Coliseum. And yeah, it was amazing. That was probably the moment where I was like, my parents get it. Like, this is, I've married yeah. the culture and the yeah. industry now. <laughs> yeah. And did they understand the enormity of like the national? For you, it was national and, and the Royal Shakespeare Company. Did they equally go, this is amazing? They did. Uh, dad's more so than mum, I think. Right. Um, I think right. when, when dad, because my dad's a, a doctor, he's a pediatrician. Whenever he was um, doing like years of studying, he'd always come to the UK. So he, he, he'd he been to the national probably before I was born. And right. That kind of stuff. So he, okay. he knew about the national Royal Shakespeare Company. Mama had to be like, this is like this big, and she understood. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah they understood the enormity, which is very nice. <laughs> Amazing. We are with uh, Ahmed Hamid having a beautiful conversation. We're going to take a short break, and hopefully, I'll I'll, I'll have him sing, sing with me because I'm going to try to sing and <laughs> attempt to sing in front of greatness right here, which <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. But we'll try it. Uh, have fun, man, doing everything that you do. This is everything LMA featuring John Legend. Keep it locked. This is Pulse95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast. 
Um, Anna Schofield Big Hass joined by the most amazing West End performer um, with a bio that is enviable of every other performer ever, Ahmed Hamid. I hope I'm sorry. <laughs> fast enough. Um, and it's been such a pleasure talking to him. I, I was just saying that um, it's lovely hearing your story because um, as performers train and, and as actors try to have career a career in the business, you know, 98 points, 98 point something percent never succeed in actually having a career. And to listen to your story, it's uplifting and it's joyful and it's every reason that everyone who is passionate about it should continue because they could be Ahmed, like they could be you. 100%. And and follow up on that, if there's anyone listening to us right now that want to get into it, as your journey, as Ahmed Hamid, you know, uh, you're born in in Saudi Arabia, eight months later you move to, obviously, um, the the UK. UK. Uh, Your journey, everything that you've been through, the ups and downs, how the family took it, what do you tell them? If they're really, really passionate about it, but one, they can't, for example, convince their parents to do it, or, uh, you know, a lot of downs happen to them. I think it's also, it's very difficult to get, to give advice where I, when I have been that lucky, when I've been like that little 1%, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. But, I, but I just would say, if you are so sure and if it's, if it's what you really want to do, just keep going especially when when things aren't going your way things are rough um, absolutely like even even actors already that that let's say aren't getting many auditions haven't worked in a while like what are you doing in the outside of your time i'm not saying live and breathe the industry because that's that's not healthy and i think you mm. should always be able to kind take of time out yeah. take time out and have different hobbies and not make it all about it but right. how are you um how are you bettering yourself and your craft when when things aren't going great, like yeah. I would love to do more um, screen stuff, more TV and film. So like mm. during lockdown, I did these workshops with casting directors and stuff that was just like different screen things, and you'd be in a group with people and you'd get like feedback and stuff, and that made me go, cool, that's something that I know I need to improve. That kind of thing, like tick that off. So I think my advice would be, don't just hyper focus on I need to do this. Mm. Work on everything around. Like I never thought right. that I'd be doing voiceover work or yeah. dance captaining a show and that kind of stuff. Yeah. In my head, I was like, I'm gonna sing. I'm gonna be in like a show like Les Mis and that's it. But <laughs> <laughs> I've done nothing. I've, I've done more new musicals than not. So yeah, I think I'm gonna change the advice. Amazing. I'm gonna say that that, <laughs> that add more strings to your bow mm. and. Um, and also look around the bow. Don't just focus on the bow. Love that. I think <laughs> yeah, that's. A, I think that's, that's good re- advice. Yeah, I think that's really great. Um, are you a, a, a football? No, oh, not, I'm a huge or, football fan. Oh, you who, see. Who, who, are you, who are you supporting? I support Manchester United. Oh, Manchester United. Yeah. Okay, Manchester United, right there. Amazing. Cool. And you? No, I'm, a, I'm. I'm. So I'm from Saudi. Obviously, yeah. we have no, uh, you know, big team. I mean, oh, we have this. You've but got I'm Ronaldo a, now. We got Ronaldo. And apparently, Messi's Messi. Coming. Apparently, is coming. Yeah. But I, I'm. I'm a Real Madrid guy. So like, you know, we, you know what? That's we've, my second team. We've had. We've I'm had really, our shares yeah. of. Uh, you know, mashallah, we've <laughs> had our shares really of battles. Really hoping you'd be at Man City, but yeah, second yeah, yeah, leg yeah. is happening. <laughs> I mean, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you're a fan of, yeah, obviously. I am um, indeed. Yeah, yeah, and obviously he's inside the right now. But really amazing. Okay, to close it off, man. Come on, boys. This is a like a Grammy Award moment. We're gonna try that attempt to sing the, the, the bare necessities and the, the the beat that I have that I like to sing on or like uh, no, I can't say sing in front of Ahmed like it just doesn't make sense <laughs> that I like to um, be a fool at uh, is uh, is like an orchestra kind of vibe and energy to it okay. so there's, there's vibe and energy all right. I'm going to take your lead, by the way. Oh, you're taking my lead? <laughs> yeah. okay. so funny. I love right. the way that it's everyone says yes when you ask them to do this. Right. I'm getting the video <laughs> out. Bismillah. Yeah. Bismillah. Here we I'm go. Video in this. 
look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and Come on, Ahmed, let's go. <laughs> I mean the bare necessities, old Mother Nature's recipe, that bring the bare necessity of life. Listen to this, wherever I wander, wherever I roam. Take it, Ahmed. I couldn't be fonder. Of my big home, hey, the bees are buzzing in the tree to make some honey just for me. Hey, when you look under the rock and take a glance and maybe fancy some ants, what about that, Ahmed? <laughs> I think it's great. Yeah, bare necessities. <laughs> respect, respect. That, that that is amazing. You know, there was there was that moment. <laughs> Clapping and cheering. Oh, that's incredible. Clapping. There was there was that moment. Like I'm 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 like you know, um, and this is what I think. Without being philosophical, mm. sometimes you, you, you do this and like, I'm looking at him, he's like, he's done this. He's like, he gets paid to do this. Yeah. <laughs> you got to yeah. bring your A game, bro. <laughs> and, and, and you know, sometimes I think we, we all need that. Um, you know, someone that inspires you and always like keep you hungry and make you do better. Like for me, I'm a sports fanatic. I love basketball. Mm. And I think like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant's rest in peace and all the, LeBron James is playing basketball at the age of 38. <laughs> it's all these things. So... I say this to say, like you know, it's it's we just met, and it's amazing what 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 that can do. Like how you want to do better because somebody else, you know, you have accolades, you have done amazing things, and that alone can make a human being do better. Yeah. So put yourself in like great company, yeah. and you find yourself elevating yourself without Absolutely. you knowing. I love that. Thank you so much for coming in. Genuinely, <laughs> genuinely, it's you know, great. it's lovely having you here in Sharjah. It's lovely having you talk to our children because I think when we're in the media, it's our duty mm. to kind of give everyone the leg up. When are you staying till? Mm-hmm. I fly back Saturday afternoon. Oh, yeah. Today afternoon? Uh, Saturday afternoon. Today afternoon. Like today afternoon. <laughs> bro, like today evening, bro. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah, one more day at uh, teaching tomorrow, and then uh, spend the evening with my brother and sister. Yeah, and then, yeah fly back to the UK Saturday. Listen, you got family here. I can see that you're going to be out again. So the oh, next time the you're bug. back, yeah. <laughs> yeah, come and see us here at Yalla Home because it's lovely having you. 100% playing a classic. You know this record. And we got P. Diddy or Puff Daddy Love. I don't know whatever his name is right now. This is crazy. Um, uh, Ahmed, Hamad, thank you so much for being with us. You're representing uh, Sudan the best way. And please pass my regards to the family, to the parents. Mama, Baba, I see you. Yalla, we're going to be right back, you guys. Yalla Home with you guys until 8 p.m. This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Yellow Home Podcast.